Anyways, I just think that he's a perfect fit for Texas Tech. I'm so happy for him. He's a very generous, just really nice person. Um, I've had a few interactions with him in person, and he's just really gone out of his way to, you know, to ask personal questions about me, to do things that he didn't have to, um, you know, give private tours and just, you know, introduce me to players and coaches and all these different things that he didn't have to do. He even sent me a text last night after the game, just said, you know, I said, well, I sent him a text and said, you know, congrats on the win. And he just sent me a little text back. So little things like that. I mean, that oh, you don't man. have to do stuff like that, you know, so it's really cool. Um, so I appreciate, um, I appreciate him a lot. I think that he's just a really, you know, great person. And I, I, I really, you know, it, it, it makes me extremely happy seeing him succeed. What is up, Ramblin' Raiders listeners? Welcome back to the podcast. We're having an emergency podcast, emergency recording session. That's just what happens. I know y'all weren't expecting to hear our voices this soon since, you know, you heard us yesterday and we, we put out an episode uh, yesterday before the Baylor game. But hey, when you knock off the number one team in the land, you dethroned the, the returning national champions, ranked number one undefeated on a, I believe, a 22 Big 12 home game win streak or a 20 and then a 21 just at large game win streak. When your team's able to pull off something like that, and it's just another day in the office, you're not going to miss an opportunity to get the band back together. And so just as we had, uh, like I said, I know y'all probably weren't expecting it, but we got the crew uh, back together again. You know, short uh, turnaround time here. I got Nick Amundo joining, and then we have Austin Massey with 24-7 Sports. He's back on the pod, boys. What a what a game! I know Austin was drinking and partying, and Nick's got the vintage sound of victory. Oh yeah, I didn't show you all this pre pod, but I got I got some beers over here celebrating. Dude, I love it, man. That crack that crack was kind of weak though. I couldn't hear it. Oh, it's because I got weak. this little like screen in front of my mic. That's probably why. Well, don't worry. We'll get another one in, in celebration here. Austin, what's up, man? I know you were out partying last night. What a dub! What a night, yeah. man. How are we doing? Special. I'm doing good. It's, it was a little bit of a rough morning. Uh, I, I powered through, got, got plenty of food. Um, but man, it, what an exciting win. I mean, we'll talk about it some, but uh, I mean, it was a program changing win, signature win. Um, I think this is the second number one team Texas Tech has beaten in like the last three years or something like that. I know we yep. beat Louisville um, back, was it Madison Square Garden, uh, I think? Yeah, yeah, two two yeah. seasons ago, and then Dickie V. Twenty twenty, Jimmy V. But I think like I think that that Louisville team was was not like the like Baylor. Like let's be honest here. Like that Louisville team was. I think they had kind of just uh, slipped into that number one spot uh, spot almost by default. Um, but this Baylor team, I mean, they've been the most dominant program um, in college basketball for the last you know year and a half. So. Um, what did we say? 22 win, uh, win streak, um, yeah, something. 22 home game win streak, I believe in the big 12 maybe, or maybe it was just 22 home game win streak. And then, uh, 21 game win streak since last March. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of records were, you know, yeah. a lot of, uh, streaks were ended. I should say. I was listening to, uh, to David smoke over with at a three, six, five, sick on this, uh, today. And he was saying that Baylor hasn't lost a game in 305 days. 
So <laughs> wow, it's pretty and, crazy. And, and, and doesn't it feel good when it's your team, man? Well, uh, to your point, Austin, what you know, you talk about us beating Louisville and the Jimmy V, which was such a, a big game and a special moment in Texas Tech basketball history. But to your point, that year, I think by the time Louisville had been number one, there had already been four or five, uh, you know, changes at, at the top of the AP exactly. uh, poll. And that that was the year. It was so unfortunate that, you know, COVID set in 2020 and March Madness was canceled because they were saying it was lining up to be one of the craziest March Madness is ever with the upsets that were going on. And so it, it's just a testament. And, and let's just get straight into it, guys. Uh, I know Nick was – Nick had to kind of tune in later, but he's been watching the highlights and drinking beer and celebrating all day. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I got caught up for sure. But my, my little heart couldn't take it. Uh, another <laughs> huge game for Texas Tech. I couldn't take it. So uh, I had some stuff going on. I didn't get to, to watch the game until three minutes left in the game. And, and what a great three minutes it was. <laughs> did, you, did you need to take some like baby aspirin or something man i was like i uh yeah i felt like whenever i hopped on the the uh twitter space that was the first one we had done i like couldn't my heart was racing still i couldn't even compose myself man it was it was nuts but let's get right into it and, and kind of start off where we where we just left it there austin uh, the point you were making the magnitude of this yeah. one this is this is up there for me i mean as far as basketball Texas Tech basketball history goes, you look at the win over Gonzaga to go to the Final Four, beating Michigan State, Louisville. Uh, this has got to be up there top three. On the road, you take out, as I mentioned earlier, defending national champs, all these streaks on the line, uh, you know, above and beyond, you know, the best, you know, them and Gonzaga, I would say maybe Duke in their superior teams in the land. Uh, and Texas Tech, against against all odds, playing uh, uh, just hot brand of basketball, defense, Lockdown defense that that you know finally got John Ronstein to drop a slogan for us. That <laughs> that caliber of D. I mean, what is just this win in general, man? Like, what, what does it mean to Red Red Raider fans and to Mark Adams and in, in this program? Yeah, I mean, it's it's I mean, it's program changing. Like I just said earlier, um, I mean, when you look at this win, as far as a regular season. Um, you know, victory for Texas Tech basketball. I think it, it's up there, maybe even, you know, number one of all time. Um, yeah. When you look at Baylor, when you look at the analytics, when you look at how dominant they've been, I mean, they are they are undoubtedly the number one team this year. And I, they may even still remain the number one team even after that loss. Um, I know Auburn may slip into that spot. Gonzaga has an argument as well. Um, but man, they're just really good. I mean, it, I, it's it's very rare that you find a team that is a top 10 um, defensive team with a top, you know, five or six offense like Baylor. I mean, you guys saw, uh, I mean, when the game, you know, the first, uh, I would say what, like 10 minutes of the game. I mean, I was just kind of thinking, here we go. Um, Baylor was, they were just knocking down three after three. They were, I mean, you saw, you guys see uh, how kind of how well they moved the ball. Oh yeah. Um, I, I was mean, just hoping tech could cover 16, man, at that point. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it was, uh, that was certainly in question. I mean, it, it looked like maybe it was going to be a letdown game for Texas Tech. And then all of a sudden, um, they, they just kind of started, you know, chipping away at it, you know, one possession at a time. They never gave up. They made smart passes. Um, they were a very efficient on offense. That's the one thing about Texas Tech that's getting slept on is they are maybe, in my opinion, one of the best teams in the country in terms of like um, shot selection and shot efficiency, especially on two point field goals. Um, if you take a look at their Ken Palm analytics, they're actually one of the best teams in the country um, at two point field goal uh, percentage. 
So, I mean, these guys, they may not be flashy. They're not, they're not, you know, knocking down three after three, like Baylor's going to do. Um, they, they do pass the ball pretty well. Um, but I would say kind of the thing about them that stands out is just, you know, how smart they are with each possession and, and they really did well limiting turnovers as well. So, yeah, well, let's see. Uh, and I'm sorry, I, I uh, was, was got distracted for a second. I don't know if you mentioned it, but just turnovers. Do, do we, do we have a number on, let's see, total team turnovers, only 12, man. I mean, against a Baylor defense, I, that's, uh, going to get it done for you. And considering, I mean, we forced 14 total turnovers for Baylor. Uh, you'll, you'll take that any, any day of the week against a team of that caliber, I think. Um, it, but, but to your point, uh, Austin and, and kind of moving on, you, you talk about the ebbs and flows of this game, ups and downs. I was right there with you at the beginning of this game at, you know, Baylor's moving the ball. Well, Tech's flying around, kind of trying to get it done, but they're, you know, when you're hitting shots at a high level, like Baylor was doing and, and, as efficiently as they were doing, I mean, all of a sudden things start opening up for you. Guys are, you know, uh, uh, Texas Tech defenders are closing out maybe a little harder than they need to, and you're able to get drive-bys, kickouts. Thing the game just slows down for you and starts to come a little bit more naturally. So they started off, I think, three for three, three for four, four for five, something like that. They were lights out. We're down 15. Again, I'm sitting there joking around, texting Lane, being like, I teased it and this plus 16 i was like i don't know if we're going to cover 16 at this point yeah and and uh they're playing really well and i remember i kind of tweeted out if tech's going to get back into this game one because not only were they shooting it well but they were getting second chance opportunities which i you know i'm sitting there going if if they're going to shoot like this and get second looks there's you know there's not much you can do tech's got to rebound the ball better uh they have to you know limit limit second chance opportunities and then they need to find they need to be aggressive slash you know attack the rim don't get timid there was a there was a stretch there where it seemed like warren was just shooting a, a ton of threes and weren't you know wasn't making any we were settling not really moving it around and getting guys going to the rim uh so those were the two big things i kind of had noticed and all of a sudden we start boxing out we start getting boards we kind of slow baylor down you know obviously they cooled off a little bit and then we started chipping away nadolny uh, Bryson Williams, and we're about to get into this, the actual stats in a minute, because it was a very, you know, well spread out, um, um, you know, score as far as scoring went, it was it was a very well spread out effort is where I'm looking for. I mean, everybody really uh, stepped up and, and was able to chip away and, and we just we spread the wealth very well. But as far as logistics in this game, X's and O's, what what did Tech do? Besides the little things we just, you know, talked about rebounding, things like that. Mark Adams, I was listening to some press conferences talking about mixing up the defensive schemes, throwing different defensive looks at them. What does Tech do to not only get back in this game, in your opinion, uh, in your opinion Austin, get back in this game, but then weather the storm, uh, you know, and, and ride this one out and give themselves a chance to win and really towards the end kind of started, uh, I won't say dominating, but but they were they were they looked like the better team they were playing really fundamental really sound basketball i mean what was the difference man? yeah what did it take i mean so it obviously had to start on both sides of the ball i think offensively you started to see like i mean the first few minutes of the game they just looked so timid i mean they almost looked shocked you know it's like baylor was was just the more physical team and and i really thought all along um whoever was the more physical team in this game was going to win um, simply because that's just how these two teams play ball. Um, so honestly, I think that Texas Tech just kind of started to loosen up offensively. 
but yeah, so as far as, uh, you know, offensively that I think that that was, that had a big, uh, big deal to do with things. I mean, like I said, just really efficient shot taking. Um, they also, you know, there were some huge threes that guys knocked down towards the end of the game. Bryson Williams hit a really big one. Um, and so did Kevin McCuller in the corner, like, you know, right by the Texas tech bench. So, I mean, guys really, they, they stepped up when they needed to, you know, and then obviously you had Adonis arms with, you know, maybe the play of the year. Um, and, and that was a, that was a designed play, by the way. I mean, you could tell, I mean, that they came out of the timeout and they, mm -hmm. and that's the play that Adams drew up. He had a, he had a screen up top from O'Banner, um, O'Banner rolled towards the basket, but you could pretty much tell, I mean, I don't know if it was designed for arms to hold on to it, but it kind of looked like it to me. Um, he had a really nice spin move. And I mean, that, that was just an incredible play. I mean, his athleticism is just, it's special. <laughs> That was so sick. I, it looked like he went away from the. I mean, I, I'd have to go back and check it, but if I'm if my memory serves me right, he went away from the ball screen, um, and, and kind of yeah, just took his guys, you know, hit him with the spin, and then Matt uh, Meyer or whatever Matt Meyer, yeah. dude, oh, yeah. tried to jump with him, and I mean, I, like of put it on guys. a poster, dude, put it on a poster because I, I think we joked around. I can't remember if it was on the Twitter space or with you, Austin, um, kind of in our Big Twelve preview, but I, I think it was last night on the Twitter space. I made the comment, does that guy have the most, uh, Matt Meyer, have the most punchable face in college <laughs> basketball? And so I, I just, it, who knows? The guy might and be really nice. He, uh, also, but, he also had a, a play earlier in the game where he got stuffed by the rim when he tried to dunk yes. it. Yes. Oh, my God. I remember I tweeted out. He had like, a tough ha, night. Ha, ha. Yeah, he yeah. had a tough night. He even had an air ball and a three-point late down the stretch, too. So that yeah. was pretty rough. But, I mean, I, as far as offense, I mean, that's that's really what it was. And then defensively, you're right. Like, they really did switch it up a couple times. You saw Adams throw a zone at them a few times there in the second half, which I think threw Baylor off a little bit. They did. I mean, it really uh, – Baylor, honestly, uh, they handled the zone pretty well. They had a couple of those backdoor lob, like alley-oops mm -hmm. that you guys saw. Um, I think most of those happened when Tech switched to the zone. But, I mean, it's just – it's throwing different things at them, keeping them on their toes – um, and then also, um, I mean, it's going to sound pretty generic, but they were just a more physical team when it came to, uh, you know, grabbing boards, boxing out mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, you saw in the first, you know, when Baylor was dominating in that game, they were up 15. I mean, they were getting every rebound, you know, even you were even seeing like their their guards out rebound Kevin O'Banner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it was like bad. early on, it was bad, very bad. I mean, everything that I said in my tweet for my keys to the game, it was pretty they were doing the opposite. So, I mean, it's it, it was really rough at first, but I just think that, you know, the team was a little bit, you know, they're sleepy like they, they, they're they're on their first route, like true. Um, road test in the big 12. I mean, Iowa state, what doesn't really count. You had seven players. Um, so, I mean, this was the real like, you yeah, know, yeah. test and, and Baylor's just, they, they have one of the best defenses um, in college basketball along with Texas tech. So I think they're a little bit shocked at first, but they kind of worked through it. And that's why I love this team. I just think that they have something about them. Um, we obviously talked about it a lot, but they got that dog mentality. Um, they're not mm. scared. They're not going to back down. Even if they're down 40 points, they're going to see them still go out there and, uh, you know, bust their ass. So I really love this team. But yeah, as far as, um, you know, X's and O's, I just think that um, really smart shot selection. I thought the guys really cut a lot last night. I saw you. I mean, one thing that I noticed is a lot of assists from like from O'Banner, from uh, Williams, from McCuller. Um, and guys just like being active with their cuts towards the basket, which is something that we haven't seen a lot of. Um, and that was really effective, actually. Um, they were those there was a lot of backdoor cuts uh, last night. Uh, that 
Yeah, Tech Tech had 16, uh, 16 total team assists in this game. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was that that's the difference. Like, that's the difference in the offense this year, in my opinion. There's a lot more movement, um, and guys aren't just like standing around or along the perimeter, just kind of staring mm-hmm. at each other. So, I think, I mean, maybe we saw a little bit of, at, uh, of that at first, kind of at the first few games of the season, but mm-hmm. they've worked through that. I mean, obviously, the Providence game, that was very frustrating, but it, even the Tennessee game, but each game, it seems like they're kind of starting to understand the offense more. Um, I think Barrett Peary is also kind of starting to understand kind of their strengths of it as an offense and, and their strengths are they're long, they're athletic and they're quick. So mm-hmm. like what you, that's why you're seeing so many cuts like that towards the basket. Cause they're hard to stop. I mean, once yeah. you get those six foot six, six foot seven ath- athletes up in the air, I mean, good luck, uh, good luck defending that. So, I mean, I'm really, really proud of the staff. I, I just think that they've really figured it out. And from a game planning perspective, I mean, they just hit a home run. Absolutely, man. Uh, play to your strengths, and and they seem to be utilizing, as you said, those skill sets in a in a very effective way. And, and our offense is developing; it's it's you know continuing to get better game in and game out. And it's uh, it's one of those traits of a team that's poised to make a run. Is you start to see these improvements midway through the season, guys starting to figure it out, coaches starting to figure it out, and uh, you know becoming cohesive in mm-hmm. in the game plan and it, the execution is there and clearly you know clearly it's there we just knocked off number six at home and then number one on the road things are you know this team's playing hot and uh and, and things are looking up man I, I i would say there's not a team playing better basketball than texas tech is right now which is really scary room. it's really scary for the rest of the conference one and then also the rest yeah. of the nation because this team is brand new you know we had what five, four or five guys come back from last year's team. We had all these transfers come in and a high school guy. And this team is already beating a number six, Kansas and a number one Baylor on the road, back to back nights. I mean, this team is still learning to play with each other. They're still learning how to uh, best utilize, like we just touched on their, their roles and, and develop uh, the offense. And so that is scary. If you're another, if you're another fan of a, of a big 12 team, like, any, anytime you're playing Texas Tech on the schedule, the rest of the conference play, you're going to be a little nervous. That's scary town population, Big 12 population uh, media pundits that were sleeping on our boy Mark Adams, man. And I'm, I'm going to get to that in a second because I got a kick out of it. Let's look over some individual performances here. And and what I was kind of trying to think of earlier, the, what I was so impressed with was the distribution on offense. Guys stepping up and and the, the versatility of, of – players we have that can score let's just look at these uh these point um you know the stats on the points right here kevin o'banner 13 bryson williams 13 um davion warren two debatably the two biggest points yeah. in the game <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> the two yeah. points of the game uh nadolny 11 arms 14 mcculler 12 and and you know and then that's doesn't even count the the rebounding that was i mean donis arms nine boards five yeah. assists Let, let's let's start with let's start right there and maybe end right there. Adonis Arms, man. <laughs> Adonis I mean, Arms was the MVP in this game. Oh, but what he's doing is incredible, and his story is incredible. Austin, speak speak to, I mean, some of these individual performances, but uh, that's a testament to, to the versatility and distribution we have on this team as far as talent goes. But Adonis Arms, what a night, what a dunk that Matt Mayer will never forget. Yeah, I mean, he, he was really a guy that in the offseason I kind of looked at, and I just, I, I think there were some people that kind of, 
um, kind of questioned him, but he was playing for a loaded Winthrop uh, team last year that rotated a lot of guys. I think they had like an eight man rotation, but he was very, very efficient. Um, I think he, he averaged over 10 points a game, but he was only playing like he was playing a very low amount of minutes. I can't remember. It was either like 17 or 20 minutes per game or something, but he was extremely efficient. And I think last year in the tournament for Winthrop, he actually, he scored 14 points against Villanova. Um, so, I mean, this guy, like he, he has shown flashes of it, but he's just kind of like, I think he's just kind of, you know, coming into his, like his own, uh, he's just, he's just really becoming like a, I don't know. He's growing right before our eyes. You know, it's yeah. like it's 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 really special to watch. I think, uh, if, you know, obviously everyone's heard about his story at this point. I mean, the kid, you know, didn't even have Juco offers coming out of high school. He was five foot ten. Um, he he grew up to six five, I guess, somehow. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that works. I, I wish I would have yeah. grown, you know, six inches uh, yeah. after I was 18. But anyways, so. You know, what a special story. I mean, so he goes to a Juco, uh, I think he walks on and then he ends up getting a, a offer to a, like a D2 type school. And then from there he goes to Winthrop, um, and then from Winthrop to Texas tech. Um, so, I mean, these extra COVID years are, are actually really cool. I mean, you get to see kids like this and, um, man, I, I'm so happy for him, but from an, you know, from a, just like a skill set perspective, I think what makes him so special um, is obviously his athleticism, but also I think he's, he's just very long. Um, and he's got a, he's got a really good motor, honestly, for his size. Um, you don't oftentimes see guys that are that athletic, you know, have such high motors, um, but he really plays hard on both sides of the ball. I think he's like a perfect fit for Mark Adams. I mean, I, I think like the one knock on him is sometimes he, you know, he has the tendency to just kind of get going downhill and he, sometimes he'll make some pretty silly turnovers. But he's what I've noticed is he's gotten better and better with that as the season's gone on. And that's, of course, just going to come with him getting more minutes. Um, but, yeah, I think I, I posted a tweet earlier today. Um, I think so. He's he's averaging in conference play right now. So through three games versus Iowa State, Kansas and Baylor. Um, Adonis Arms is averaging 9.6 points, 6.3 rebounds, 3.6 assists, and 1.6 steals. So, I mean, this guy is literally doing everything. You know, like he's doing everything. I mean, that's that, yeah. the, the point total. I mean, he's not above <laughs> 10 points. He's, it's not like he's taking over games to scoring, but his stat sheet, I mean, it, the rebounds and the assists and the steals, I mean, he, he's doing it all right now. And I, I think that he's definitely been the MVP so far, you know, through conference play. Oh, no doubt, man. With, with, with Shannon out, he's been our, I would say, our best all-around player with McCullough and Shannon out, and McCullough obviously nursing an injury and coming back, and I wanted to touch on that. Um, but I really like his fluidity around the, uh, you know, as a scorer, man. I mean, he just, to me, at times out there, he seems like the most natural scorer we have, whether it be floaters, getting to the rim and finishing, shooting threes. He's got a comfortability factor around him when he's got the rock in his hands and and he just kind of has that that um, uh, intuition, scores intuition, man, where he kind of knows his his game. He knows what he's capable of, and he's got confidence in executing those those moves to the rim and and uh, those shot selections that he chooses. So, um, really impressive. Speaking of Kevin McCuller, I, I was listening uh, again earlier to Mark Adams' interview. He had encouraged uh, Kev not to play in this game. Apparently said, look, man, we don't I don't want you to, you know, aggravate your injury. Um, uh, let's let's see how it feels. But he um, at least Coach Adams was saying he was sort of leaning towards, hey, I don't know if you should. Let's not rush it. 
And McCuller was like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I want to be a part of this fight. I want to be in this battle with, with my guys. And, I, you know, if we don't have him, we don't win that game, simply put. I mean, he, he knocked down huge shots, you know, gave us 12 points, six rebounds, five assists, uh, which is, again, the, the versatility of, uh, of these guys and what they're bringing to the table is, is pretty, pretty amazing and astounding to me. And so um, let's speak on, on what he was able to do. I love the fact that, you know, even though we don't have a true point guard, Putting McCullough in that role has, I think, really elevated his game when it comes to finding guys in the open court, looking looking for passing lanes that he might not previously uh, have, have had had in his arsenal or you know a part of his game. He he was a floor general out there. He was hobbling around and he was still getting boards, competing, finishing shots, doing everything he could. Kevin McCullough uh, in the Dolny, just kind of you know a couple of these guys, man. Let's, uh, uh, you know, chop it up. Really impressive effort from from mm -hmm. K Mac. Yeah, absolutely, Kevin McCuller. You know, for what Nadolny did for us in the Kansas game last Saturday, in terms of uh, leading the team and, and being the heart and soul out there on the floor. Uh, Nadolny was that for Kansas, but McCuller was that for for Texas Tech on this on this win against Baylor. Uh, it was great to see him out there and, and doing well. It's also great to see Kevin O'Banner uh, out there scoring some points. Finally, uh, you know, he's not doing too bad in the points. Uh, points per game this year, um, but he had 13 points in this game on, you know, he's averaging just under nine points a game. And he's a guy that you want to see, you know, score the rock more. He had uh, one of three on, on three point attempts. Um, so, you know, he's been so great in other aspects of his game thus far and playing a role that um, that coach, coach Mark Adams definitely wants him to play. You know, he left his, somebody said it on the, on the Twitter space last night, that he left his ego at the door when he transferred into tech, right? He came in at an offensive superstar from Oral Roberts, uh, lit it up in the tourney. But Kevin O'Banner came in and played a different role for us, uh, at least to our knowledge, um, so far this season. But it was good to see him have 13 points out there. Yeah, I yeah. mean, this team is so balanced. I'm looking at their season totals. I mean, you have, let's see here, you have, you know, six, seven guys that are averaging eight points plus. I mean, that's that's incredible, you know, and you have yeah. you have four guys averaging 10 point 10 points plus. Um, so, I mean, this team is is just absolutely loaded. When Kevin O'Banner is your your uh, fifth leading scorer, you know, your team is loaded. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but I man, I could I could really rave about so many different guys. I'll, I'll just touch on it at a high level. But Kevin O'Banner, I'm extremely proud of. I mean, yeah, like you hit, you know, you're completely right. I mean, last year. Him and uh, Max Abe was it Abe Miss, uh, the the point guard from Oral Roberts. I mean, he they were both just offensive dynamos. They were both you know scoring twenty points per game. I mean, they were in the tournament. He was scoring like thirty points per game up until the Arkansas game. Um, so I mean, this guy will light it up. I still, I I'm I'm never gonna give up hope that his three point shots are gonna start falling. Um, I, I really do think that. I mean, coming into the season, uh, you know, after getting to watch him practice in person and also just kind of talking with different people, um, it was pretty clear that this guy's just one of the best shooters they've ever been around. So that part really hasn't started clicking. But for him to pivot, you know, not sulk, not give up, um, but really just do what's best for the team, it's really special. Um, so he's doing I mean, he, he's a huge part of this team, you know, just because he doesn't score 20 on a night. I mean, he's mm -hmm. arguably, you know, one of the most important players. Bryson Williams is another guy that de deserves a lot, of, a lot of credit. Um, he's averaging 15 points through conference play, which I believe leads the team. Um, he's mm -hmm. also he's all he's just 
he's a really smart offensive player. I mean, sometimes you'll see him taking like some silly, like I made a tweet last night because it was when, you know, tech was down at first and Bryson's over here taking like, you know, Kobe Bryant, like turnaround fadeaway yeah, jump that, shots and oh, stuff. Yeah. I know exactly what shot. You're talking <laughs> yeah. About. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, if we could avoid that. So some like he'll he's yeah. he's prone to like those. I mean, every everyone is. Every big will do that once a night, which I'm totally okay with. But his shot selection, his footwork down low, and also he has some really underrated vision. I mean, he made some incredible passes last night that were yeah. really like game-changing passes to guys cutting towards the basket. Um, and then, it's, you know, obviously Clarence Nadolny deserves a ton of credit. I mean, he's just been a warrior. Um, I, I mean, I could brave about him all day, yeah. but his defense, he's, 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 I think he's averaging like two or three steals a game right now. It's, it's crazy. And then Kevin McCuller, I mean, you guys saw it. We all saw it. I mean, he was special. He's, he's only gotten better and better in terms of like handling the ball in terms of his vision and just kind of, I think uh, early in the season, I think he kind of felt um obligated to be like a high usage guy offensively because their offense was struggling but now i think he's starting to settle in and just understand you know hey i don't need to take 15 shots a game for me to be you know to, to help this offense succeed so i think that they're just really uh they're, they're both they're just kind of starting to click man i'll be honest and then uh, davion warren's the last guy i'll touch on um even though he didn't you know he only scored two points last night He's a really important part of this team. Um, I think on any given night, he can kind of, yeah, be that Adonis Arms type guy or be that Kevin McCuller type guy who, who scores 15, um, even against, you know, elite teams. But also he's very good defensively. He's got very active hands. He's I, I was just about player. to say, I love his hand. He's got quick hands, man. Sorry, not, but I was just no, thinking that totally too. No, you're totally right. Man. Yeah, quick he's hands. got very quick hands. Yeah, so I mean, you've got so many guys on this team that can contribute. I mean, we're not even talking about guys like, um, you know, Malik Wilson or Daniel yeah. Bacho. It's like, I mean, it's so much depth, man. So much depth. And we knew that coming into the year, we, we knew that that was going to, that, that that's just how it was going to be. Um, but the staff is, I mean, all of the, I mean, you know, a good majority of, of this success should be credited to the staff. I mean, they've really, I mean, last night, you know, I had checked in with the source after the game and they were like, man, we're going right back and it's time to start doing some more film study for Oklahoma state, you know? So it's like those guys didn't go to bed till four or 5 AM last night. Um, and it's, so, I mean, you know, they weren't still, they celebrated the win for about an hour and it was on to Oklahoma state, um, which is crazy. So, I mean, that's how those guys work. Um, they, they don't mess around when it comes to game planning. I mean, another crazy thing is if you look back to, you know, some of the games against elite teams, um, Providence, Gonzaga, Tennessee, you know, all these different teams, even Baylor last night. I mean, I think Akinjo had 17 points, which it's not, you know, yeah, they, they, had, they had two guys with 17. I was just yeah. looking that up. So they had two guys with 17, but they really did a, a great job of, of limiting some of their weapons. And just where I was going with that is like, I mean, if you look at the Gonzaga game, they held Timmy to, uh, I think it was like seven points. They hold, mm -hmm. they held Holmgren to five points. Yep. They held Nate Watson at Providence to five points. They held, um, Kennedy Chandler at, uh, at Tennessee to, what was it? Nine points. Um, so, I mean, it's their staff that they, they know how to take people out of the game and they know when to, um, and I think last night they did a really good job. I mean, they, they forced, uh, Baylor out of the paint. I mean, Baylor was really settling for a lot of three point shots. They were yeah. settling for a lot of mid range jump shots and things like that. They didn't really allow anything inside, which was both teams game plan going in Texas tech just executed better. 
Um, but yeah, a lot of credit should be, you know, uh, given to this Texas Tech staff. I mean, this has been some of the best game planning I've seen from, you know, this team in a long time. So yeah, they held. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you just actually, that was perfect. You just covered the next point I wanted to bring up, which is defensive efficiency. They held Cryer, who's been a, a you know, high level shooter for them and, and really filling it up. And I think he was almost shooting 50% before this game held Cryer to 10 points and really had him flustered. I want to read this tweet that you tweeted out. This is uh, a tweet. This is why you should follow Austin on Twitter this is an Austin, Austin Massey original. This is an Austin Massey original, <laughs> and his I'll, I'll plug it for him. Uh, his his tag is at Austin underscore Massey underscore. But I'm going to read this that you tweeted out because it, I, I saw it earlier today, and it blew my mind. Held Tennessee – this is, you know, how good is Texas Tech's defense? Held Tennessee to 52 points when they're averaging uh, over – you know, or they're averaging 75.3 on the season. Held Gonzaga to 69 points when they're averaging 87 points. Point nine in the season, Iowa State held them to fifty-one points. They're averaging seventy, you know, point four. Kansas to sixty-seven points. They're averaging eighty-one point seven. And last but not least, Baylor at sixty-two points. You know, Tech was able to hold them to that. They're averaging eighty-one point five. I remember, uh, and I just remember because I was a little f- frustrated with Texas Tech fans on Twitter after the Gonzaga loss. Really ragging uh, uh you know texas tech's defense oh we can't get out the shooters you know we can't get out the shooters and and kind of downplaying the fact that we didn't have tj shannon in we had some guys that were seeing some burn for the first time you know uh getting to play with each other some new faces and gonzaga to their credit we we said hey you're not going to beat us down low with holgram uh holgram and uh uh timmy right we held them to seven and five points respectively they had some dudes step up and knock down shots. Sometimes that just happens in basketball, right? You got guys that can fill it up, and they have nights, uh, certain nights. And, and some of those were contested. Some of them weren't. But a lot of Tech fans were um, really bragging on the defense. And that – what we – I mean, uh, going back to what you were just talking about, the, the, the ability for this team to stretch the floor, play defense. I mean, uh, uh, Davion Warren's quick hands, Marcus Santos Silva. Talk about a versatile defender. Guy can switch off on a point guard and get rips, get steals. He had a huge impact steal where he well, he poked it away, and I think McCuller got it. But uh, when you have you know seven to eight guys on your roster that can switch off on anybody and play some of the best elite brand of defense, uh, you know, going against the best team in the country, that is a recipe for success. You just heard what we're holding, you know, what Texas Tech's holding teams to. Mark uh, Mark Adams, no middle defense, branded defense. It inspired uh, John Ros- Rosenstein, or however you say his name, uh, Rosenstein to to you know dub him uh, the Secretary of Defense, or said something about um, you know uh, the, the defense never sleeps. It's and it's true. It's relentless. It's a relentless attack, and it's going to keep us in games. I just I you feel confident moving forward, Texas Tech, that. Even on off shooting nights, they are going to be in ball games because of the way we play defense. And uh, I just wanted to to share that, share those stats that you had um, tweeted out, Austin, on you know that, that you put yeah. out on Twitter, man. I mean, it's just a testament to the team D that we're playing. That brand of defense went it, it you know when Chris Beard left it stayed right where it belonged yeah. in the heart of Lubbock, Texas. I mean, you could argue that it's even better. You could argue that the offense yeah. is cleaner. Um, there's a lot more movement offensively, a lot more cutting, a lot uh, just just a lot more efficiency uh, on offense. I mean, last year we saw a lot of 
Kyler Edwards and Mac McClung jump shots. I mean, I was getting so tired of that, honestly. I was like, I mean, I think they were both, I mean, you know, they were both struggling shooting, but it was just like, it seemed like we would hold the ball till, you know, six, seven uh, seconds on the shot clock. And then we just threw up a jump shot. Um, this year, each game has just gotten better and better offensively. But of course, defensively, now with Mark Adams fully in control, I mean, I, I had heard some different stories about how um, Beard and Adams would kind of disagree on a lot of different things. And, you know, as far as game planning and in game adjustments and stuff like that. So now Mark Adams has full control of the game planning. He trusts his staff. Um, you know, so it's just uh, everything's just kind of really starting to to look good for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was just, it was a massive win, but yeah, as far as their defensive efficiency, um, it's, it, it's been special. Um, I mean, I think I tweeted this out earlier too, but if, you know, if you would have told me that, you know, Texas tech was going to win this game and they only shot seven free throws and they shot 29% from three, I would have been like, you're absolutely crazy. Um, but they did, they only shot seven free throws last night, which is, that's actually absurd. I mean, it really is. Uh, Baylor doubled that almost at 13, I think. Um, and, but, you know, Baylor didn't shoot the three significantly better. I think they were 33%, but I'm yeah. um, still, I mean, it's, 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 it's a testament that, um, they're going to beat you doing whatever it takes. Um, and, and, it, and it's going to start with the defense. It's going to start with creating turnovers. Um, and it's going to start with, uh, you know, taking very efficient shots on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. And so may I swear it's like, Austin just either naturally or by looking at the outline dude you, you transition perfectly with uh you know at the end of each one of your spiels because you know you talked about Mark Adams and, and you know the variance uh variation of different schemes that he wanted to run or sometimes the, the disconnect between him and Beard and how they would now that he's in control you know he's getting to to do everything his way in-game adjustments you know, being able to to you know really adapt to uh, what the other team's given him, and that's the last point I wanted to touch on. And Nick, I want to get your take on this as well. Kind of have throw it around the horn, but um, you know, we talk about Beard leaving. How much of a role did Adams play? Well, now it's pretty clearly evident that not only did he provide quite a bit to the culture of Texas Tech basketball as a, as the top assistant coach under Beard, but now that Beard's gone. And, and maybe this was you, Austin, talking about uh, on another uh, outlet, but is it is it a blessing in disguise? Uh, I think I saw that. And I think the answer is yes, man. Now that he has free reign, free autonomy over this team and, and the the game plan and schematics that we're, that we're throwing out there, I, it's gotten better. Our, our offense looks better. And, again, that's a testament to, uh, you know, to, to Coach Peary, man. Offense looks better. Defense, believe somehow. I don't know how we could do this because it was so damn effective in, in years past. Defense even even is is at a higher level right now. I think Mark Adams was in the shadow for too long, and and that this you know he was a highly sought after commodity for a reason. The media's reaction last night to this win and to Mark Adams in general. We saw uh, old old uh, Jeff Goodman, that you know the biggest lover of texas tech athletics out there of texas tech basketball you know uh no i think i think he actually is like about to pull a restraining order out on our fan base <laughs> he's so yeah. scared of him but you see jeff goodman you see um you uh it, 
it's Rothenstein, right? I cannot say this guy's last damn name. I was uh, looking at it yesterday. I think it's actually like Rothstein. I don't think there is an E. Rothstein? I think it's okay. just like Rothstein. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. Well, so for everyone listening, you know, I've just been butchering this whole time. Ross. <laughs> I think I'm the one that told you that on the pod, uh, so I feel bad. I, I went back and looked. I was like, that wasn't right. <laughs> hey, don't worry. It won't be the. It, it won't. It's not the first time, and it definitely won't be the last time. I have That's just right. completely butchered everybody's name on this podcast. <laughs> but uh, so Rothstein. Is yeah, that, something that like that. Yeah, let's John go. John Rothstein. Um, um, uh, I saw a couple different ba- college basketball podcast networks. Uh, I'm not escaping the names, but they were interviewing Adams. ESPN was talking about Mark Adams. Clearly, the cat's out of the bag. This guy can he he can coach with the best of them and better than the best of them. Man, I mean he yeah. he's a he's a savant. He's a leader. He's just a um, a guru, man. When it comes to motivation leadership skills and actual X's and O's game planning. Yep. What, I mean, in, in y'all's opinion with, with both of you guys, I mean, what does this say? How big of a win is this for, for first Kirby Hocutt, man? I mean, he put faith and there was some pushback. There was a little bit of criticism um, amongst, amongst, you know, kind of media pundits about, Oh, you know, they went with the internal guy. Everybody was sleeping on him. People didn't mm-hmm. think he could recruit yada yada now we see the jeff goodmans of the world saying i'm a believer dude the guy can recruit he can also coach the hell out of it man and and so what does this say for the texas tech basketball program uh to be able to keep mark adams around and and we know he's a i mean a red raider for life dude loves being the head coach of texas tech he's the perfect fit what a, a great story and testament man to see the 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 changing narrative amongst um uh, you know, media outlets and, and media figures. I mean, what do you think? Uh, I just kind of y'all's re- I guess the, I'm not really asking a specific question, just a general reaction. I mean, how great is it to see everyone all aboard the Mark Adams train? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's, it was honestly really special. I mean, I, I, I'm very, very high on Mark Adams. Um, I mean, I could talk about, you know, stories about him for forever. You know, I, I have so many different stories, um, in terms of Mark Adams, but you know, when I went on that, uh, I went on that Baylor uh, radio show a couple of days ago. And when I was asked that, um, the reason why I said, yes, uh, you know, is this a blessing in disguise? It's, it's, it's not because I don't think Chris Beard's a good coach. Like, like, you know, I think Chris Beard's a good coach. And I think that Mark Adams will be the first person to tell you that, you know, he's a big, you know, uh, reason why he is where he is today. Right. You know, obviously he's being humble, um, but as far as um, why I think he's a better fit to be the Texas Tech coach, it's simply because, I mean, he he's a he's a Red Raider at heart. You know, like there's I said, I said, there's not a better coach in the country for the Texas Tech job. And I truly believe that um, I think that he's he just kind of fits West Texas. He's from West Texas. His family lives in West Texas. He, he graduated from Texas Tech. Um, he, he's a Juco, you know, Texas legend. Um, so, I mean, this guy just, uh, he lives and breathes it. Um, he's, he's not going to be using this as a stepping stone to just get to another job. Um, and, 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 and in order to, to be, have a job at, at a place like Texas Tech um, with a different culture, you know, you're not going to a big city like Houston or Dallas or Austin even. Um, you have to be able to, you have to believe in the, like, you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe product, in the vision. Yeah. Exactly. So not only can he sell that to his recruits, um, they, you know, he can sell that to any staff members, you know, who knows if Texas tech loses a staff member, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, some big name schools come trying to poach a couple of these guys, 
anyways, I just think that he's a perfect fit for Texas Tech. I'm so happy for him. He's a very generous, just really nice person. Um, I've had a few interactions with him in person, and he's just really gone out of his way to, you know, to ask personal questions about me, to do things that he didn't have to, um, you know, give private tours and just, you know, introduce me to players and coaches and all these different things that he didn't have to do. He even sent me a text last night after the game, just said, you know, I said, well, I sent him a text and said, you know, congrats on the win. And he just sent me a little text back. So little things like that. I mean, that you don't have to do stuff like that, you know, so it's really cool. Um, So I appreciate, um, I appreciate him a lot. I think that he's just a really, you know, great person. And I, I, I really, you know, it, it makes me extremely happy seeing him succeed. Hey, not, not a more gentle boxer out there, man. I mean, you know, for a guy who prides himself on being a fighter and a boxer, he's just got the, like the sweetest, <laughs> nicest demeanor, man. I've, I've, I've seen with a lot of these coaches, Nick, uh, you know, we've, we, we've gone to war on Twitter for Mark Adams with, with some, uh, some college basketball, fanatics and experts i mean how cool is it man just to see everybody finally realize and say i mean yeah like i said goodman i'm a believer man i mean they like yeah. you, you can't dispute it you can't ignore it you can't deny it any longer yeah no you love to see it, it it's really funny uh, and this is you know more or less like there's a few people at first i feel like that were really behind mark adams in the in the tech um uh, kind of sphere and then there was momentum built right in the offseason with people getting behind coach adams or actually no i, I take that back it was right away uh, when we had the introduction of him as as the head coach uh, but he's been our guy all along right and the national media especially the guys you mentioned are so they were so wrong about it yeah. and if you remember this team started out the season unranked and they remained that way for a while in, in non-conference play and then we just snuck into the top 25 right Still no love for Texas Tech and Mark Adams. We stayed at number 25 for a few weeks, and it and we finally took care of business and got to move up a little bit, right, uh, starting this week as, as number 19 after the big Kansas win. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that if we take care of business the rest of the, uh, the week here against Oklahoma State and against Kansas State on the road, that we should be a top 10 ranked team after this, after this weekend. Uh, and so a huge testament to, to Mark Adams and what he's done here so far. Uh, it's fun to see the uh, – you know, the media squirm a little bit and, and kind of retread on, on what they said about Texas Tech and where we're going to be this year. Uh, but, hey, I mean, Coach Adams coming into it had already garnered a lot of respect from other coaches that know basketball, right? The men's basketball preseason poll in the Big 12, we were ranked fourth preseason to finish fourth in the Big 12 by the coaches. And so that's a lot of respect for Coach Adams there in the preseason poll uh, amongst the other Big 12 coaches. And so uh, he had the respect, and I think he definitely just earned the respect of, of the national media after this after this week. Love it, man. So true. Guys, well, hey, this has been a great th- – first off, thank you all for hopping on. I mean, I know we – we it was funny. We were texting about it last night, and I loved Austin's <laughs> energy. He was like, dude, I can hop on right now, man. <laughs> Let's get it. And I, uh, if yeah. I didn't have um, an early work day today, I would have been down. But I'm glad we're, um, you know, getting this out. I'm going to make sure it's out by tonight before I got to go play a little pickup game and do my best Adonis Arms impression, which will be – um, maybe touching net. We'll see. Uh, I might be able to get a net, uh, net uh, swipe in there. But um, no, guys, again, yeah, Austin, if, if you could run through your socials uh, real quick again so that, you know, all of our listeners can give you a follow. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, on you know, mostly on Twitter, uh, Austin uh, underscore Massey underscore, um, or just you can, you know, go to inside the Red Raiders.com, which is a 247 sports Texas tech site. Um, I share a lot of information there. 
um, you know, that I can't necessarily share on Twitter. Um, great community, really nice people there. So, um, yeah, so you can find me on either of those places. Um, and yeah, just Twitter, uh, Austin underscore Massey underscore. Awesome. Uh, Nick, any, any final thoughts, man, as he checks his phone? I'm checking. Uh, got some news. Not really too crazy, but Henry Columbia transfer portal. He'll be gone after this year. Oh, and that's not too that. surprising. That. Uh, but yeah, Henry Columbia, he'll be gone. Uh, or at least just leaving Texas Tech. Um, yeah, final words. I mean, I'm excited in, in the Twitter space. Uh, last night, that was fun. I actually had to make a, a personal Twitter account so I could get in there. Uh, nice. with Jackson. Yeah, so I finally got one. Um, my my profile picture is David Yost and his hair. I'm gonna keep that oh for a gosh. while. <laughs> but uh, on the Twitter space, <laughs> we had we had wrapped up and and we, we were taking a look ahead uh, at the rest of the the week for Texas Tech and the schedule. I'm fiending for these games, man. Tomorrow is Thursday. Yeah. Tomorrow's Oklahoma State uh, at home. So I know Coach Adams was excited to get back home for that one. Uh, so that'll be a makeup game. And then the third game of the week, Saturday, will be at Kansas State. So a lot of traveling for the boys. Uh, if you're like me, you'll be fiending for these games and, and watching them. Uh, so, yeah, go, go check us out on uh, Instagram and Twitter. We'll be, we'll be putting out the content as usual. Yes, sir, man. Uh, this has been a great, uh, great recap of, again, number one Baylor basketball going down to the Red Raiders. As we look back on it, I think you can sum it up with, uh, with one simple lyric, man, Baylor – they weren't crying. They just had a little West Texas in their eye last night and uh, in the form of Mark Adams in this red-hot Texas Tech team dishing out L's. We hope they can continue their hot streak. Austin Massey with 24-7 Sports inside the Red Raiders. Thanks for joining us again. Nick, um, we'll be back on the mic soon. Hopefully we can get Lane out of um, the infirmary and get him back on here. But, again, this is uh, until next time, guys. Wreck them, ramble on, and as always, we out.